to Gilmore, a podcast in which two adult women who know way too much about Gilmore Girls talk about each episode one by one. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rachel. And this week we are talking about season one, episode 21, which is the season finale. Mm-hmm. We did it. Um, Love Daisies and Troubadours. Mm-hmm. Rachel, why don't you start us off with the recap? Okay, so Lorelai and Max now are like seeing each other, seeing mm-hmm. each other. Rory is kind of really feeling not, I mean, she seems a little beyond the sad now of missing mm-hmm. Dean from the last episode. It's more like she kind of wants to like reconnect with him. Mm-hmm. So those two things are going on. We've got Paris Chilton drama mm-hmm. going on because Tristan is being Tristan again. We've got Luke and Rachel um, kind of having a weirdness in their relationship because Luke is fixing things at Lorelai's house in possibly an avoiding Rachel way. Mm-hmm. That's also very weird. So I'm really bad at recaps, and I was kind of not feeling well when I watched this. So full disclosure, we're just going to get into it because... I mean, you, you set us <laughs> up well. It's just basically all of the relationships that exist in our world right now yeah. shift dramatically in some way. Yes, thank you. See, this is what Lindsay's good at, people. <laughs> this, is what, this is what Lindsay's good at, people. I am not good at this oh my gosh. stuff. Okay, so... Um, where do you want to start? So let's start with the opening. The opening <laughs> is with Luke fixing the porch at 6.30 a.m. Yeah. First of all, like, I know you're trying to be helpful, Luke, but if someone came over to my house to fix something that was broken, they were going to do it for free. Even if they were going to do it for free, mm-hmm. if they did it at 6.30 a.m. without my permission, mm-hmm. I'd be mad as heck. Especially if it involves hammering, hammering yeah. outside. Yeah. And it's like... Eventually, Babette comes out and is like, Lorelai, you're waking up the whole neighborhood. And it's like, no. Luke was doing that. If I wouldn't be out here yelling, like Luke was going to wake you up. Construction construction noise is really loud. And it's funny. Obviously, it's funny and hijinksy, but it drives me crazy that Rory doesn't hear Luke Mm because clearly like she would have. And then also, yeah, the fact that Babette's like, you're waking up the whole neighborhood. It's like Luke was screaming on the porch. Yes, but Luke was hammering. There is nothing more annoying to me than like a monotonous banging noise like that at six in the morning like oh how did gosh. she not hear that yeah no kidding like in my town you're not even allowed to like mow your lawn before certain right. time, before <laughs> right. 8 a.m right it's fun but it's very weird yeah, yeah. The, the cold opens on the show are just classic mm-hmm. they're so great so then when we come back from the intro we come we, we get the classic on we scene and usually that is fine but today sorry lady i have all new so you're sleepy it's a metaphysical angst so you, you want to go Betty Bye? So I love discovering words that exist in other languages mm-hmm. that don't exist in oh, English. Oh, yeah. Com- yeah, me I too. love this. Like the idea of ennui. Like we don't have a direct translation. So it's kind of like this metaphysical angst, gloom, fatigue, like emotional fatigue, but also contemplative space. But then there's like all sorts of other ones. Like the idea of like higa. Mm-hmm, in Danish, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is like a cozy vibe. Like, yep. it's just like, we don't have that. Or fika. Boyfriend and I always talk about fika, which is like a coffee break, mm-hmm. basically, which is Swedish. And the cure is off we, apparently. I, what's the opposite of on we? Off we. The amount of times that Suki just laughs at herself. Oh, yeah. Because she finds herself to be hysterical. Mm-hmm. I make me just die laughing Suki's every delightful. time. delightful. The oil dreams conversation, mm-hmm. where they both have dreams about oil. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, that they both happen <laughs> to have dreams about oil in the same night. Um, but that is totally a thing when you're telling somebody oh, about Oh, it completely dream, is, yeah. And then they interrupt. <laughs> yes. um, and so I was I was wondering, do you have any, like, reoccurring weird dreams? So 
so many. Oh my gosh, tell me about them. Okay. And uh, I will try not to interrupt you until you Okay, so I will, just for the sake of brevity, focus on two of them. Okay. And somebody can maybe explain to me what they mean, and they're very similar. So one of which is that, and I'm remembering now that I think I had one like this last night, that I'm in a house mm -hmm. that I've never been in before. Sure. And it's massive. Nice. And it's like endless rooms and not in a scary way, like in a very cool exploratory way. Mm. And every time in the dream, it's a different house with different rooms and like tons of stairways. And mm -hmm. like, I wish I could translate it when I'm awake because I'm like, I could be a really cool either artist or like architect. Sure. And then the other one <laughs> is not as pleasant, but also kind of building based is mm -hmm. I have dreams a lot about abandoned malls. But they're usually more creepy because it's mm -hmm. like abandoned and dark and mm -hmm. nothing's really happening. But it's, yeah. And so those are two consistent ones that I'm always like, I don't know what that means or says about me. But um, so, yeah, what about you? I used to have, I don't have these as much anymore, but when I'm, but still every once in a while, if I'm feeling super overwhelmed and anxious, mm -hmm. I have dreams about waiting tables because I used to oh, waitress, yeah. I waitress for years. Which I, is a very stressful situation. But it would be a very specific dream where I would be waiting tables and I would keep getting new tables and I just could never catch up. Oh, and it would just yeah. like, I would be in the weeds and they would continue to like mm -hmm. see me. And it was like literally like I could just never catch up. And it was, I had 30 tables or something. Yeah. And I could just never get to any of them. I don't have this as much anymore, but I used to have this recurring dream where I would be looking in the mirror and vines would start growing in where my nerves are or my vein or my veins are. Okay. And I'd have to rip them out of my <gasps> veins. That's and it was like super woody. Creepy. Yeah, it was I mean it oh, wasn't it didn't it gives me a visceral response. <laughs> I don't like I'm it. Sorry. No, it's okay. But it's just that's it was very, a very creepy. specific and and I just could would keep ripping them out and they would keep regrowing and oh. every time I would rip them out they would grow thicker and thicker until I would just eventually like have tree veins. Oh. Um yeah, that's so my dreams are never cool. I have very anxiety, high level anxiety dreams pretty much anytime I dream. Yeah. I mean, I have cool ones, but those are the recurring ones. Okay. So I have a continuity thing in that okay. scene or oh, a couple things. Yes, so, me too. Number oh one, gosh. Mabin Hughes is mentioned again, which is uh -huh. ASP's mom. Uh -huh. But the continuity thing that drives me crazy is Lorelai's trying to think of the skinny guy. Oh, he's he really skinny. Peter Stringbean? No. Mm. That was a tall circus freaky guy work for him. This was the owner guy. What was his name? I don't know. And then she says, Yes, you do. Come on. Oh, it's going to bug me all day. He was short and fat and his name was Johnny McShort and Fat. And then when she explains it to Luke, she says the Dick Tracy guy, which to me means probably like short and fat. Mm -hmm. But I'm like in... Because he goes, is it the stretch, the stretch Cunningham guy? Yes. I don't understand. Like, continuity over, even the even over the course of an episode or the course of a season or the course of a show, yes, is understandable. But this is literally, like, lines that are on the same, in the same paragraph. I never understand. How does that happen? That literally makes me crazy every time. <laughs> and on first watch, obviously, you don't notice that. This is, like, a watch a bunch of times thing. And there's also another continuity-ish kind of conversation later. And maybe this is just offhanded. But when... Lane and Rory are talking about talking to Dean again, and she says, I miss the old Rory. I miss the old me too. And I've been feeling bad for the new Rory. Well, she's staging a comeback. Mm -hmm. And that to me sounds like the new Rory is staging a comeback. And well, I know it it's probably the old Rory staging Anyway, comeback, it's yeah. again one of those things that I'm like, that just doesn't make sense. Who wrote this? <laughs> I don't know. I have a question for you. Uh huh. What exactly is cheerleader material? I want to say, okay, so this is very cliche. Okay. And what I want to say is the fact that Jamie Furtman was probably saying, you seem peppy and, like, cute and fun. 
Like yeah. to me, that's that's to me. Like if I'm putting my myself in that situation when Janie Furtman says that, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that's what she's saying about Lane. Okay, but uh, yeah, uh, you were a cheerleader. Uh, what I was, do you? Because I was. <laughs> what a do you think? You're the expert in the room. And actually, like knowing what is cheerleader material. Like if you're actually like take cheerleading seriously. Yeah. Um, Lane does not possess any of those skills. No, not at we all. We know that she cannot dance. She's never done a sport that would make her particularly athletic to learning how to stunt, to learn how to tumble, to mm-hmm. learn how to do any of those things. And but, even on the level, on a, again, on a like more like not cliche level, but a less athletic level, like she doesn't, I'm sure, have any kind of school spirit. No. Like, she's they, not into that. We know that she and Rory, like we find out later, like during pep rallies, they yeah. would hide under the bleachers and yeah. make fun of the cheerleaders. Yeah. So like, is Lane becoming a different person when she's at school now that she doesn't have her best friend at school? And so she's becoming more social and that's what they're seeing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm like, I was just curious. If but you I liked, had- yeah, but I like that because we hear about Janie Furtman again later mm-hmm. and keep a pin in the cheerleader material for Lane too. Also, totally. everybody. But I do like the, <laughs> Oh my God. Calm down. Oh my God. You're making a spectacle. You're getting back together with Dean. If you keep jumping like that, I'm going to videotape it and send it to Janie Furtman as your cheerleader audition. It's so funny. And when they're talking, like, Rory's so distracted. And this is the one time where it becomes funny instead of Lane being like, I need you to listen right, to me. Because yes. Lane is just babbling and babbling and babbling yeah. about Janie Furtman and whatever. Yeah. And I love that she has the in. She, she shares with Rory what we all do is, like, she... Tells Rory what her internal verbal comeback <laughs> yeah, was. What she would have said. What she would have said. What I wanted to say was, Janie Furtman, you are a vacuous bimbo who will be turning letters as a profession one day, and the only way you'll know which letter to turn is when it dings and lights up. And I have no desire to stop and talk to you, ever. But what I said was, what, Janie? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> yeah. so funny. But I love that even though Rory's distracted, she still is listening. They're so good together. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so how long do we think it's been since the breakup? Do we think this is like about May? Well, it's about the end of the school year. It's so like, probably it's May. It's really close to the end of the school year, so it's May. And yeah. so they have been broken up for since January. Yeah, yeah, they've been broken up for several months. Okay. Something about this episode, I was just like, how long has it been? Which would also mean how long since Rachel's been into town? For how long sure. since Max and Lorelai have been talking again? Because well, we those are both important been things. Because a couple weeks because yeah. Max specifically says we've been talking about two weeks when, she's, when he talks to Rory in the previous episode. In the previous episode, but that's what I'm saying. That's why it feels oh, like there's yeah, almost I a guess. gap between the last episode on this one because they seem to have ramped up yeah i mean i would guess it's probably i think it's may been like three months four months yeah. since since they, they actually broke up right so um okay while we're there let's you want to talk a little bit about rory and dean getting back together Ugh. and that whole thing yeah sure. okay so what gets me every time is they dated for three months which we know is not a long time mm-hmm. but and she never met clara yeah, I think that's really That feels strange. weird. Unless they always only hung out at Rory's house. Rory's house. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like in three months at 16, you probably would go to your boyfriend's house. For sure. Like, like it drives me crazy every time. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then she's like, what's your name? It's like. You didn't even know. Your- unless she did know it and she couldn't let on that she knew it. But it's, it's just it's a bizarre thing to me. Because yeah. I'm like, you were dating three months and you have never met a sister is weird. Well, and me. it would be, it'd be so strange to not say, hi, Clara. You know, like that would make her not cry. You know what I mean? That would like. Yeah, but she's trying. It's it, that whole scene is. I mean, it's again, it's fun and fun, it's supposed to be funny, but it's very weird because also she freaks out when Dean comes to the, to the door. But it's like you went to the door in the first place. You went to Dean's house. What were you expecting? Were you, you expecting, expecting the sister? And like- if the sister answered the door, 
she's little. Do you think she's not going to tell the adult in the house right. who came to the door? Like right. that's kid rules. Like, yeah. It's very, it's again, it's like supposed to be kind of funny, but, and we're, or maybe we're just supposed to think Rory isn't thinking like she has this impetuous well, decision. She's not thinking. And then she's like, wait, crap, this might be real. I'm going to have to, I have yeah. to go now. So, but her idiot run always gets me. Oh yeah. That's always funny. And she's like, oh, we're not doing uniforms anymore. You know, we're trying to blend in, relate better to the average person. It was a very successful strategy for the Harry Krishnas, so. I do love, too, the... Give this guy a license. Yeah. Love that. Her total, her whole well, Her whole thing, yeah. Once she realizes, like, oh my gosh, I just I said I just said all this out loud. I said that out loud. Um, totally. Okay, so them getting back together. Ugh. This is the hot take, which we'll do kind of at the beginning, because I have a couple hot takes, okay, and then we'll get it. into the more take fun stuff. Obviously, again, we don't have to say it. I don't love Dean. But hey, guess what? When you're going to get back together, you know what you don't do? You yell. don't yell at her. Yes. I feel like an idiot. Why? Because I come all the way out here and I, I see you with him. That's just great. No, Tristan was just... I don't care. No, listen. He's got your books, Rory. But he took them. He wouldn't give them back. Please, just tell me why you're here. Like, can we not do that? I So, in light of that, yeah. I will say... I think he has a right to be like, what the heck, when he sees Rory with Tristan. I don't think it's okay to yell. If I saw that, in light of how long it's been, I would maybe say, I could maybe be like, hey, maybe there is something going on and I do want to, I do need to leave. So, yes, but again. I'm not justifying him. No, 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 I know you're sucks. not. But, I, but I'm also just going to add to the fact that he doesn't go to, oh, crap. He says, I'm an idiot, fine. But he doesn't turn inwards. He turns it to almost this like, how dare you be with him? And totally. it's like, no one asked you to show up at her school, mm -hmm. Dean, by the way. And you didn't even ask what was going on in a way that made, gave her any opportunity to say, like, he's been bugging me and he took my book. Dean has met Tristan and has heard enough about him to know that he's a jerk. They're, the only thing, like, Dean shows up, obviously, and he says, I mean, you came to my house? That wasn't me. It was you. It must have been someone that looked like me. And what was going on at the town meeting? All that stuff about writing a song. I don't know what I was talking about. That had nothing to do with me? So, yes, he has a little bit of background to be like, maybe she wants to get back together. Mm -hmm. But again, even showing up offhandedly at school kind of puts her on her back foot because mm -hmm. it's like, what are you doing here? And obviously she's happy. But then to immediately jump into like this possessive, controlling, jealous, angry. He's so, so angry. angry. Dean has the worst anger problem. And, then, and it's so frustrating. And I'm just like, A, that is all bad. And then also... Everything's fixed when she says, I love you. Mm -hmm. Like and, and that, the, the line, I love you, you idiot, is <laughs> I think the dumbest, <laughs> grossest line. I hate it. It just drives me crazy because, again, there's no discussion. It, again, just it makes all of a sudden it's better. It That's makes all I yes, need to hear. It makes the thing, their breakup about the fact that she didn't say I love you and now she says I love you and it's like oh it's fixed and we're better no no nothing well, none it, of that it, it is fixed for him because he wanted what he wanted well yeah but for her she never gets repair around the fact that he broke up with her not because she didn't love him or because she was unwilling to say I love you the problem with the breakup isn't the fact that she didn't love him and now she does. The problem with the breakup is the fact that he needed to hear something very specific from her and he didn't hear it immediately, even though he, if he knew her at all, her process is to think and then he didn't let her think. And mm -hmm. so actually like Rory's the one who has had all of the harm. Yes. And not, and it's not Dean. 
Exactly. I thought the same thing even in the last episode because she's so sad and she sees Dean and she said it's like, yeah, because he he broke up with her. He hurt her. He said things that we saw that weren't great. We don't know what happened mm-hmm. with the actual breakup. And then, yeah, just to paint it back over with like, oh, I said I love you and now it's better. It's like, no, it, it that fundamentally makes mm-hmm. me mad, too, because Dean is just getting what he wants. Mm-hmm. And Rory, yes, is still left with harm. And in that moment gets yelled. I'm just like, OK, Dean, oh, yeah, like, totally. no, can we not? Like, oh, this sucks. Like, this I sucks. couldn't care less about kissing somebody who just yelled at me. Right? Like, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You're yeah. Not. So that's that. Um, I gave him a seven on the Dinometer because oh, yeah. he probably deserves higher. But that's, I am I'm, just he's just gross. I'm fully supportive of that. Yeah. Um, I just. Yeah. Had to mention all that because it gets me every time. Yeah, so I want to talk. <laughs> I want to talk about Tristan. Yes, that so, was yeah. It is so not okay that he how much he harasses her. No, like, it really isn't. Like the fact that he bought these tickets in a way to force her to like him. Mm-hmm. So she, he's like trying to remove all of L- Rory's agency. The thing he likes about Rory, the thing that he is, he doesn't know that he likes about Rory, but is what he likes about Rory is the fact that she's independent. She has her own thoughts. Oh, she's yeah. like, that's why he like, is he, drawn to her. He is drawn to her in this insatiable way to where he gets over Summer quickly because Summer was just a hot girl that liked him and it was easy and whatever. Yeah. And he had access to a girl to make out and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with Rory, it's different. And that's why he like gets so intense about it because what is great about her is that she doesn't she doesn't care how cute Tristan is. She doesn't care how much money he has. Mm-hmm. She actually has in, opinions and perspectives and doesn't just go with like these whims that every other girl does that he's been exposed to at least. And so what he likes about her is the very thing that he is making worse because the thing that would probably attract Rory to him is to like, Hey, I heard that you're into this. Like I'd love to check it out. Would you be interested? Like if I can get tickets, would you maybe want to go and check out the concert? Or it just makes me crazy that I'm like, you're trying to force the person who you like the fact that she can't be forced or pressured into things and you're trying to force her pressure into liking right. her. And right. then you're being mean about it. Mm-hmm. And it, and the fact that it is manipulative on the level, oh on gosh, so, so many levels, but the fact that like he doesn't even know that PJ Harvey is a woman. Mm-hmm. So he literally like put, picked out a name that he probably heard Rory say mm-hmm. and then be like, ooh, I'll hook her with this. Mm-hmm. I'll make, she'll have to like She'll me. have to go with and me. And then I'll get mad at her when she doesn't like me and oh gets bothered gosh. by the fact that I'm trying to force her to do this thing that she never agreed to do. And the fact, I'm sorry, I think this, I said this a few episodes ago, Tristan, like, give it up. Like, like, stop now. You're like, he's making it to the point where she will never like him because of how he's behaving and how manipulative and forceful he's becoming. What gain does he think he's going to get by telling Paris? Oh, that's so frustrating. Like, because he knows that he has to know that Paris is going to lose her shit. Of course. And so if he wants to get in with Rory. Like, make life easier for her, not harder. Yeah. He had oh, to yeah. know. And so did he think that, like, if I say it, it has to be true? Like, well, now she has to go with me because I told other people she was going. Because, again, if he knew Rory at all, he would know that that's the exact opposite of how to handle right, her. Right. It's going to make her want to go even even less, like mm-hmm. more less than she already wants to just not the, go. <laughs> the level at which he harasses her makes me yeah. just so angry. Yeah. He's, again, he's turned the bad corner again. But, yeah, it's just so frustrating. And then, again, I mentioned this in the last episode. 
episode. So the girls are kind of nice to her in the beginning of this episode. Sure. Like they're back on good terms all yeah, of a sudden. But it's, but we, we also acknowledge that there might there's a gap. So maybe sometime yeah. in the gap, things just kind of And Paris kind of like, gave it up. I mean, it comes back super. And then, and the fact that Paris believes Tristan. Like, why would you believe him? In what world, Paris, do you think that Rory would ever go out with Tristan? Because Paris is, like, in love with Tristan. And so she wants to believe him to be the good version of this guy that she has imagined him to be. Yeah, it just is such such denying reality. Oh like my gosh, Chilton totally. in in this episode, everybody at Chilton just denies reality in oh a, my gosh. such a frustrating way. <laughs> totally, but I do like the scene of them on the stairs. Yeah, oh yeah, is like the that image Visual. like mm-hmm. lives in my head of like describe two thousands Mean Girl energy to me. Oh yeah, in a picture. <laughs> that's it. Have a really good summer. And then the way they turn, it's just, when the bell rings. Yeah, yes, that so good. Is, iconic Mm -hmm. and that was like such a thing of all of the movies that were targeted at like teens and young adults and like had this like high school mean girl vibe Mm -hmm. like there was always the like trope mean girl like Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of like she's all that and Mm -hmm. even like the Lizzie McGuire show there was like the girl (laughs) that was the bully and but I do love and we've said this before about Gilmore Girls the fact that Paris is that but Mm -hmm. Paris is so much more like I love that they take that trope and like because really I honestly think if Paris was as annoying as she was in the beginning forever Mm -hmm. it would be unwatchable totally but they make her this really complex character that becomes she doesn't change like her personality doesn't change right but like her the complexity of her character does as Mm -hmm. we get to know her and so it evolves into this like we understand how she got that way and we understand why she's that way and we understand we have more empathy for it around it I don't know. And I she just, doesn't point it as Rory, at Rory as much. That's the other thing. Like, it's totally. still pointed at other people, but we get it less pointed at Rory so that then we're like, oh, we're kind of on her side in this weird way, as mm-hmm. opposed to she's the, like, she becomes villain. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the Luke-Rachel situation. Okay. Do you think it's appropriate for Luke to break into Lorelai's house to do, air, like, to do fixing things absolutely not no no i get that he wants to come over and help her with stuff and he's totally avoiding rachel which is completely annoying it is um because it's like just just can we talk about the thing can we just talk about the thing i know and he breaks into her house there's multiple times throughout the show that he breaks into her (laughs) house he just comes in and starts fixing things yeah it's really we love you but you do have your flaws luke they are friends and that's the tension i feel like that's hard about luke and lorelei is it's like on the one hand you've got Luke and Rachel together, and mm-hmm. so it's weird that Lorelai's stepping in. But then you do have, on the other hand, that they are friends, and so it makes sense that she's kind of saying, like, hey, you're avoiding Rachel. What are you doing here? Because in that vein, it's a little bit like they could be like a Lorelai Suki situation mm-hmm. of, like, I'm just your friend. I'm trying to help you out. But again, it just feels like every time Luke has a problem with Rachel, Lorelai's the one to fix it. And it's like that is not... It's so Regardless of who it is, mm-hmm. even if it's your brother or your best friend or your... Stop going to outside sources. That's not what a relationship is, mm-hmm. is that you need someone to help you and fix it every time. Well, and Rachel goes to Lorelai again to like, hey, if you see him, can you tell him? Right? And it's like, can you guys just talk about this? It's like this? the definition of triangulation. Yes, it literally <laughs> is. Like Lorelai and Luke and Rachel. It's not a love triangle. Mm-hmm. It's just a triangulation of unhealth, basically. Yes, and Rachel seems defeated when at the ver- at, towards the end mm-hmm. when she makes the decision to leave. She yeah. seems defeated that Lorelai is what's 
standing in between her and Luke, <laughs> yeah. you have conti- like yes, yeah, you she, have put she her was, there. She was already there, right? But you have continued to bring her there, right? You right. Conti- by having her talk to Luke, having uh, to convince him that she's going to stay, mm-hmm. and now convince him to go home instead of being with you, mm-hmm. like. You are involved. You are involving her in this relationship. You are part of this equation. Oh yeah, and so her leaving. Okay, so I think she has a fair reason, and she is correct oh, about him not having his heart in it. I do think, which again is probably very in character for Rachel, though she should have at least had a conversation. Mm-hmm. It feels almost not as negative, but it's kind of like the Dean situation with Rory. It's like, hey, I feel this way. Peace out. And it's like, well. You could have had a conversation with him. He he probably would have been like he does. He mm-hmm. would have argued you on it. But at least it wouldn't have just been, hey, I packed all my stuff. I'm just going to say bye and leave. Mm-hmm. Like that's – but I guess that's that's the negative side of Rachel is like she is just kind of a like foot out the door. I'm going to go. Her reasoning's right. The way she does it isn't great. Well, yeah, she's totally this confident, amazing woman. She doesn't get competitive. She doesn't, she like is very comfortable with herself and accepting, which is what we like about her. Mm -hmm. But she and she and Lorelai are so similar because the reason Rachel leaves isn't because she just wants to live this adventurous life. The reason like her desire to live this wild adventurous life is absolutely a mask for her inability to deal with hard conversations. Right. Because, but there is, she never has the hard conversations with Luke. Well, that's what I mean. There is an element that she is right because she did try and, but it's also weird timing from the viewer's perspective. And even from Luke's perspective, he saw Max and Lorelai at the town meeting. Like, Lorelai's in a relationship. And totally. we know they don't always last. But it's like, don't you think that that would be a factor of like, oh, this woman that I'm supposedly interested in is now dating somebody. So maybe I could pull focus to who I'm actually supposed to be dating. But I don't think he realized <laughs> he's doing it. But what I think... Um, Rachel is reacting to is the fact that Luke does have feelings for Lorelai. And even though she's in a relationship, like I wouldn't want to be with somebody oh, who, no. was feeling, who, was, who yeah. had strong feelings for somebody else. Right. Especially someone that like had this kind of unrequited, like you can kind of feel like they've been around each other and for a long time. And so it's not just like a, he just met her. He thinks he's hot. She's distracting. It'll go away. Yeah. Like a, like a little crush. Um, but really it's like, oh, this is deep seated feelings oh, yeah. that are very And it's even, real. we see that on the other side from Lorelai's perspective, mm-hmm. which when they're at the town meeting and Luke's in front of them and she like almost flirtingly like throws a fry at him. Mm-hmm. And he's, and she's like, you want a fry? It's like. And you can see Max's face when yes, she does that. And he's the, observing it. Yeah. And I get like the fun banter. I don't know. I just saw it through a different lens of like, can you not right now? Mm-hmm. Like you and Luke are friends, obviously. And the conversation at her house is very like appropriate. It's not flirty. It's very, you know, funny. And But like to almost teasingly like flirt with him with Max there, it's like, Lorelai, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. And if you go to the scene where um, where Luke and Max actually like meet and Oh, fight, I want to talk about that too. Yeah. Um, when... Max walks in, he's just greeting his girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. he kisses her and kind of puts his arm around her. And you can actually watch Lorelai yep. push back and kind of, yes. like, push his hands off of her and, yep. gr- and hold his hand. She doesn't let go and push him away fully. Yep. But she very much, like, contains his affection yes. in Luke's presence in yeah. a way that, like, absolutely Max would pick up on and react to. Oh, yeah. To. So let's – okay, so then we'll, we'll put a pin in that because I definitely want to talk about the – 
Max Lorelai situation. But so Rachel leaves mm-hmm. and I want to bring up what you said to remember. I was waiting for you to get back so I could say goodbye. Yeah, you at least always do that. Does she? Because you literally <laughs> said, usually without saying goodbye. <laughs> Two episodes ago. So, three episodes ago. Which one is it, Luke? Yep. Pick pick an answer. Yep. But his face when he sees her bags. Yeah. Just, oh, it gets me. And it is sad, but it was almost like ill-fated from the beginning. Because it's just, if nothing else, it's the wrong timing. And I do love that he, when he finally names. It's not the fantasy I was toting around all these years. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's really what it is. Like, he loved the idea of Rachel. Mm -hmm. She was the one that got away. She was the one that broke his heart. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, because I've had relationships like that where Mm -hmm. it's like, you almost have this in your head where it's like, what if we never would have broken up? And like, what mm-hmm. would our life be like? And it was like, cause you remember all the good stuff and none of the hard stuff. But then in reality, if you put yourself, like if I had the opportunity to enter any of those relationships, mm-hmm. knowing who I am now and knowing who those people are and knowing the reality of the, the circumstances around our relationship, our breakup, yeah, it's a fantasy that you're carrying around all yeah. these years. And well, so and I, I love think, that he names that. Yeah, and I think it's such a good point, too, because it, it seems like this may have been, we don't know, but this may have been, like, the longest she stayed, kind mm-hmm. of. And so, or one of the longer times she stayed. So, yeah, he very much was in love with an ideal mm-hmm. because there was no actual reality that they've experienced together where she stayed. Mm-hmm. And so then when she is staying, he's almost like, oh, she's always asking me. To, it's like... Do you want to be in a relationship, Luke? Because what you're describing is a relationship. He's like, she's around all the time. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yes, that's she a relationship, lives in my Luke. House. So, yes. yeah. So again, there's more work he needs to do there because mm-hmm. it's like, whether it's Rachel or somebody else. Okay. So, do you want to get into Max and Lorelai? Okay. I'm just again. Hot, here's hot take number two, everybody. Okay. This is life lessons with Rachel. Mm-hmm. You don't get married to solve a fight. Oh my gosh, I have so many feelings about this <laughs> proposal. Like. It, this, to me, actually shows that Max is not the mature person that we thought he was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is sophisticated. He is romantic. Well read. He is intelligent. Mm-hmm. He is probably more mature than Lorelai. Oh, yes. Lorelai's 16. <laughs> but he is absolutely, like, he is not mature because he doesn't have any category. Like, he does realize, like, I shouldn't have done it then. But what he shouldn't have done it, he shouldn't have done it at all. They have not been together long enough. They have not shown some kind of stability. Their relationship has been a mess mm-hmm. pretty much the whole time they've oh, been together. Yeah. And he's watching his girlfriend, like, obviously flirt. And so in his, like, possessiveness, they get in a fight. And then the response is, like, let's get married. It's such a mess. Oh, it's so- my god! Even his thing about we're in a bad path, like, like at in the moment when he says. We can't keep getting this close just to have something completely derail us again. And frankly, there's only one thing I could think of that th- could solve it. Break up. <sighs> well, I'm not interested in a murder-suicide kind of thing. We should get married. And then even on the phone when, where he's like. We're in a bad pattern, Lorelai, and we have to break it. And other than that murder-suicide thing you were talking about, which would be illegal and messy, I can only think to be impetuous. Where do you live, Max? Well, it's like, like when. What? Cu- it's like when an unhealthy couple is like, let's have a baby. That'll fix it. <sighs> right. It's the same thing. For the record, Pop-Tarts. Don't do that either. Don't do that either. <laughs> don't do it. I think what's wild is the fact that he 
is actually naming it. Like he's actually saying it out loud as opposed to just being like, let's get married. And there's no uh, acknowledgement of why he's proposing. And he thinks it's like a good, healthy thing. It is like that speech is super romantic. The whole proposal. On the phone? What I teach is more than just literature. It's lessons in life. And if I don't follow the tenets of those lessons, I'm not the man I thought I was, the man I want to be. Yes, absolutely. There are some so many books that have made me think and learn and even discover things about myself that are true. And I love that he leans into that as like, if I'm going to teach this, I have to learn how to live it. But what you should learn how to live is like you've also read if, if what you what you're saying is true. You've also read so many romantic books about people that made bad decisions because they were in love and everything went wrong. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, like Max seems like, like we said, sophisticated and well-read. And as far as we can tell, he seems like he comes from a nice intact family. We find that out. Mm-hmm. It's like what part of, and he seems even mature in his descri- descriptions of other mm-hmm. relationships. It's almost like, who is this Max all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. It's almost frustrating from a writing kind of character standpoint because it's like, it doesn't feel in character for him. Well, because he even like originally breaks up with her because he's like, I'm behaving in a way that doesn't, isn't like me. I'm acting out of character, so let's break up. He did that a long time ago. And so now all of a sudden he's acting in a way that isn't in character with him. And so instead of saying, like, let me actually think about what is the right move here and the best, healthiest way to move forward, instead he's like, well, I guess that just means I'm really in love and well, I need he to lean, listen to yeah. Bucks. And he lean, or he leans into it. He's like, instead of taking a pause and, and saying, let's take a step back, he's like, well, I guess we should just get married. Oh it's like, gosh. no, no, no. Uh, and then, yeah, even at the end, like, there really isn't, I was going to say there's redemption to it, but I don't think there is because he's like, I know it was impetuous in the wrong time, but I've thought about it and I want to marry you. It's like It was like, how long ago was that? Not only that, though, it's like, you still have in your mind the fact that you're in a bad pattern. And this is a You don't repair. break a pattern by getting married. <laughs> like if your if your relationship isn't healthy. No, yes. Getting married is going to make it worse. Yeah. Like, like it's not going to it doesn't fix anything. No, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. And then I'm just and like my thought in uh, my thoughts on Max uh, because of this decision like tank in this episode mm-hmm, cuz totally. I'm like really like it's so discouraging. Mm-hmm. In the Luke versus Max conversation, mm-hmm. like Max, it says like, while Max is mature, he's not as secure as Rachel was. So we have Rachel mm-hmm. who is secure in herself. So when she feels threatened by Lorelai, she also moves to make a terrible decision by just bailing and leaving instead of having a conversation. Right. They both kind of have this air of maturity, mm-hmm. but neither of them is actually, ma- no, there's no, there are no mature people on the show. Not yet. There, there will be that are kind of more mature. We've talked about there are, Kind but of. as as we stand it now, <laughs> there's no like there's mature. no mature people on the show. <laughs> no. Even the people that we think like, oh, that person seems mature. No, no one talks about anything, and everyone yep. just figures out like, what's the worst way I can fix this? Because it's funny. Because I was even going to say, or I, I made a note that said Max should be more confident and secure. He's not wrong about Luke, but totally. it's but it's not a good look the way it comes out. Oh my gosh, no! I mean, again, it's still a fun episode, and what and it obviously sets up season two, but it's just like. It just makes you shake your head in disbelief a lot in this episode. <laughs> that and also while we're on the proposal, that is way more than a thousand days. Okay, I have a I have a counter argument. Everybody okay. has always said that, but here's the thing, and I know you know you know flowers. 
A so a thousand plants? I think it's a stem, like a stem of daisies, because I was actually looking at it. If you look at a stem of daisies, mm-hmm. it can have upwards probably of 10 actual flowers on it. It's a lot. But that's what I'm saying. Think about that. Uh, there, If you look at one of those stems, it probably has, t- it could have 10. So that's 10,000 10, actual flower heads. Like, yeah. That's a lot of flower heads. It is a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of flower heads. But yeah, it just like overwhelms the room. And I love yeah. when Kirk and Michelle are fighting with yep. each other about it, where he's like, Am I or am I not the head man in charge of floral deliveries? I love you, Michelle. And we get more um, many jobs of Kirk. Mm-hmm. He's a flower delivery guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I'm kind of fighting a cold. So when I was watching this last night, I was kind of out of it. But um, I had a coffee count of zero. And I was hoping that you could confirm or deny it. But now I found out that you don't always do coffee counts. So oh I. Because I forget. No, I'm it's not okay. I'm to be obstinate. I no, just no, no. don't remember. It's okay. But I'm saying, like, is it possible that this episode really did not have them drinking coffee? And I the, do. The only time coffee that I specifically remember it being mentioned is when she says she doesn't want coffee because. No, I couldn't take coffee. Big hole through the roof. Very bad. And so I really don't think they drink coffee in this episode, I which is shocking. I don't think so either. I mean, they give it. She gives it to Michelle and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I don't think so either. So we have the first, I think, zero coffee meter, wow. which is so interesting, especially in the season finale. Like you guys ended on a real, real low note. <laughs> Everybody. Oh, and then when she does go in the diner, you can tell that Luke knows what it might be. Mm-hmm. And it just, his face and his posture, I just get so sad for him because he's like, now that Rachel's, Rachel's put this back in his head and he's mm-hmm. like thinking about like, the, do I feel this way? How do I feel about her? Yeah. And so it just makes me really sad for him because of his, like he even, the way he's asking and he's trying to get information, but mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be direct and his his posture changes. It just makes me sad. And doesn't he even say something like, but you're happy about this news also what kind of gets me and maybe i'm maybe i'm just reading into this is or not reading into it but maybe i'm assuming is when he does go to lorelei's house to pick up bert the toolbox which mm-hmm. we i love that she's named they've and named it bert there rachel says don't wait too long to tell her mm-hmm. and it's almost as if he feels in that moment like he might want to say more mm-hmm. to her but at the same time he knows she is with max because mm-hmm. she just saw them together at the town meet or he just saw them together at the well, town meeting he doesn't even tell her because he's like she had her reasons yeah, but it I don't know. There's something about, again, maybe I'm reading into it. There's something about that scene that makes me feel like he was gonna, maybe he like initially went to try. But then he saw that she was dressed up and he knew where she was going. Right, right. And totally. was reminded like, oh, this might be actually serious. And mm-hmm. like maybe, yeah. Oh, poor Luke. No, it is sad. Um, so do we want to move into Pretty Hot Grab Bag? Pretty Hot Grab Bag. Since when does Dean go to town meetings? I feel like this is the first and maybe only time we ever see Dean at a town meeting. Yeah, there's not a lot of scenes that Dean. There's a there, he goes later, but only oh, like when yeah. he's like working for Taylor and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, he doesn't go to town meetings. Yeah, um, really. it just seemed odd to see him there, especially because it looked like he was just there with his sister. And the fact that you broke up with Rory, like you again, know you're gonna see her there. It could be because she came to the house that and maybe he he's like, hey, see, let's he go. He's gonna see her there. We think way too deep about this show, everybody. Mm, well, Shock. Are you surprised? That's why we're so delightful. Um, so <laughs> I want to talk about the troubadour. Mystique. <gasps> I so, want to talk about the troubadour. Thank you for bringing that up. So thus far, mm-hmm. we have we know three rules of the troubadour mystique. Okay. So rule number one <laughs> is that you are not supposed to talk. Okay. Okay. Rule number two 
is that you are not supposed to run a Kinko's. The third is that you are supposed to speak through, through your music. music. Mm-hmm. So I would like to just keep our eyes on yep. if we learn any other, because I think we, there's a couple times when we might get some more rules around troubadourism. Yeah. So I want to just kind of keep our, <laughs> our eyes eye on, on what are the laws and rules of the troubadour mystique. Yes. Okay. So let's just. Okay. Keep a pulse on that. I keep do. A pulse on it. I love. It's so funny. I remember this distinctly that at this point in the show, when I first watched it, I remember like seeing the troubadour on screen. And up until this point, he's kind of very background. He's there, mm-hmm. but he's not like front and center. Whereas this one, he's a little bit more front and center, even before he talks. Mm-hmm. And I remember distinctly in this episode being like, who is this guy? Yeah. And I think it's so funny that then in that episode, they addressed it to be like, okay, we're going to finally like address we're, who we're this random put, guy is. The random guy. Yeah, yes. totally. And I love to, I just, I've now that I like, have again watched this so many times. The troubadour does tend to sing about what's going on. Oh, absolutely! Intentionally, though, and which is so which is so cool it's because a good it's way like to infuse music. Yes, in and a way that feels like that's how a small town would be. And the fact that that's kind of what a troubadour is—they sing like about what's happening. Yeah, and it's just it's just he's They're so delightful. He's so good, and I like at the end that he invites the other troubadour mm-hmm. like to to join him because it's like it's not a matter of he doesn't like the other guy it's like wait this is my territory as a troubadour like mm-hmm. we can't have this other guy and then he's like okay come on over and whistle with uh-huh. me <laughs> so cute totally this so is cute. this is my town like it's not even this is my corner because i know like for people that do that are buskers like people that oh yeah yeah there that's like a thing they yeah. like, fight over this is my spot or whatever <laughs> but it's not even that he's like this is my town yep. i am going to tell the stories of this town yes. you must pick another town to yep. tell the stories of but i like that the the second troubadour Mm -hmm. like comes back in other ways oh yeah in ways that are like believable it's not it's not the same as like when summer went to stars hollow as a random girl and then summer was its oh no it's very much the same character yeah the same guy yeah just doing other things he's just around and he's great too actually well he works at the kinko so we know he has stable employment (laughs) opportunity and i was just realizing like which obviously probably goes without saying, but like we never get a name for the troubadour. I don't troubadour. Think we do. He really is just the, the troubadour, troubadour for the rest of the show. I love the scene when Rory goes into the market and she like gets stopped by Taylor and doesn't know what to do. And so she goes to that like mumbling, gotta think of something. Do you enjoy the whole box boy trade as a profession? No. No. Okay, good. So I'm just gonna cross that off my list. So good. It's so good because it's just like it's it's very similar to that like mumbling scene when she didn't know how to refer to strobe. And oh yeah, I like the Thursday afternoon girl. We've joked about that oh before. My gosh. It's if... the best trivia name ever. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday afternoon, afternoon girls. girls. We get another mention of the name of the show when she says, "Look, I put it in with the Max box so they could chat and keep each other company and commiserate about how they had a Gilmore girl and lost a Gilmore girl and yeah because again it's very rare that we get the phrase Gilmore girl or Gilmore mm-hmm. girls but I do like the scene when Rory discovers the box and her reaction to her mom because yeah. Laura I think she like needs to defend it and then all we find out is Rory's actually happy yeah. which we knew she would be yeah of course um I do like the conversation when she's like nothing's wrong with her Mary Mary oh no not this virgin Mary thing again not virgin typhoid I love I do too. that they, there's so many Marys because Mary is such a common, common name throughout name. history mm-hmm. that there's like multiple versions of Mary. And I yep. love that instead of it being Magdalene, yeah. which is what you would like, what oh, right. Lorelai said. Yes. But instead, it's like they picked a different Mary <laughs> that was even more dangerous and problematic. Right. And I that, know. I that love poisoned it. things. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, I, I love know. it. Song Corner. Mm-hmm. We've got when Dean and 
Rory like start kissing and make up, I mm-hmm. guess, for lack of a better term. Do you remember the first kiss? That is a PJ Harvey song, yeah, which I think is cool. Is yeah, mm-hmm. and then also at the end, we when they're running to each other, we get little corner of the world mm-hmm. again, but a different artist yes. than in the pilot. But it's I like, do like that. I just that just makes me smile when they're running to each other. And actually, there's an outtake which I'll post um, on our Instagram of that scene of them rum- running to each other and jumping up and down, mm-hmm. but without music. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of hear them talking and mm-hmm. it's just gibberish. And it's so funny because they're like, blah, 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 blah. like mm-hmm. it's because nobody is going to hear what they say. Totally. But oh that's, my gosh, really, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, Max gives them unwrapped ring pops. Yeah. That sounds really <laughs> sticky. Like, why are they unwrapped, Max? Like, yeah. I think it's when the two troubadours are singing together. Behind them is something called Samantha Lee's Bakery. And I'm like, what happened to Weston? Yeah, or what happens to Man- to Samantha Lee's because we never see that again. Well, maybe their cakes aren't round enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Weston's was in the very beginning. I forgot we've already seen Weston's. Yeah. Yeah. So Weston has, has very round cakes. Yeah. Maybe people prefer round cakes over whatever shape the cakes are. Yeah, it's Samantha, Samantha Lee's. Samantha Lee's. Yeah. Oh, the only other one last thing I want to say that I just think is funny that cracks me up is when they walk into the town meeting with all their stuff and they're late, and he's like, everyone in favor. Everyone against, and everyone raised their hand, and Lorelai just raises her hand because she knows, yeah. like, whatever the town thinks, I'm going to think, too, because yeah. like, everyone is unanimous. Or she also just wants to be, like, involved, yeah, too. Yeah, and so she just raises her hand. Mm-hmm. She has no idea, and I just love that yep. she does that because I'm like, yeah, that's very Lorelai yep. to just be like, I want to play. Like, <laughs> yeah, me, too. I love that. Um, oh, and the line. Um, Judy Garland is trendy completely. She's neurotic retro chic. That's a very specific, yeah. like, subgenre to put somebody in. Absolutely. I don't even I don't even totally know what that means. I know. I was going to say we can like, parse it. So Neo Addict would be like new Neo Addict retro. So Judy Garland obviously is retro. So she's not of this time. Sure. Because she said she was the Courtney Love of her day, meaning like Courtney Love would be the addict chic. Mm-hmm. But what Which does Neo Addict mean? I mean, I know Neo means new, but like. What would an old addict versus a neo addict mean? I guess it's like the new idea of like the glamorization of addiction. Right. Which which does very much seem like it fits Judy Garland. Totally. In a way. I mean, not yeah, in Courtney, a good way. But Courtney Love. I think we did it. Did I think we, we did it? it. So we did season one we of Gilmore Girls. Thank you for being with. Celebrate. Celebrate. That's a, <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> That's a Kirk reference later. So we are excited. This is like super cool. Everybody, thanks for um, joining us and being with us for this journey because it's been a journey. Totally. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine if you've gotten to this point, unless you just popped in for this episode, in which case, go back and listen to the other ones because things might make more sense if you do that. This is going to wrap up season one. We're going to mm-hmm. come back at you in the next few weeks mm-hmm. with a couple bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. Definitely check out those bonus episodes that are coming. We're really mm-hmm. excited. Yeah, we're um, going to do some fun, fun some fun stuff. We'll just try to make Lindsay's it a little got bit a, fun. Lindsay's got a secret thing for me. I've got a secret thing for her. And it might be the same secret thing, <laughs> so who knows? That would be hilarious. We've got some... Oh, oh um, probably next week, we're going to be doing deleted scenes. So we're going to pull out the the DVDs and watch the deleted scenes from season one and discuss those probably next week and then we'll probably have a second episode that will be the fun stuff that we talked about like just a little bit of a recap and kind of 
season one Well, or we'll thoughts. see what it is. We might, we might make up something else, or it might be bad, <laughs> and we'll try something new. So anyway, we'll be back with... But they will be Gilmore-focused, and they oh, will be totally. us, They're and they will be... Season one stuff. Fun. Yeah, season fun, one stuff. Fun yeah. season one banter. Yep. Um, and we'll be back in a few weeks with um, season two, episode one. What's that one called? Nope. <laughs> Hold on. Quiz me. I know what it's called. Hold on. Oh, I should absolutely know this one. It's not Hammers and Veils. No. That's except, like, oh, Sadie, Sadie. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So Took me a second. We'll be back with season two, episode one, Sadie, Sadie. Yep. Um, in a few weeks. So if you like this podcast, we would love for you to like us, rate us, review us, share this with your friends or your enemies or the people that you fight with but should get married to or not instead. <laughs> um if you write a review, we will send you a sticker in the mail just as a thank you because we appreciate you so much. So you can find us on Instagram at Pod, and you can also email us at gilmordpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Thank you for going on this journey with us. It's been really, really fun. And uh, we will leave you with the wise words of Mrs. Kim. Boys, Boys don't, don't like funny girls. girls. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Yes, and, and then what do you do? And then the frog went to the store yes. and bought some chicken on the car. Oh no!